Hello and welcome back. Consider us see this podcast. I'm Finley Dunn. I'm Jack Addo. And back with us today. Beat Rack. Man, welcome back to me. And how about this? <laughs> We've had a few great games today. And on top of Michigan State. Just, yeah, hey, how about that? How about that? And we got a few more to divulge on, some rankings upcoming our way, and we're going over some position group stuff. It's going to be awesome, but I'll tell you this, I'm ecstatic to be back with you guys. Thank you for the introduction, and without further ado, let's go. Love it. All right, let's start. As always, Shadow uh, has recently taken the lead after the 3 for 3 on yesterday, one of the worst slates of basketball games I've ever seen. Um, he's currently at 95, which is a big milestone in the season. I'm at 90, Sam's at 93, Sam will almost guaranteed. It's been terrible lately, but yeah, I guess close, today, close yeah. yeah, it has gotten a lot closer. It wasn't close at one point, but uh, we're figuring it out, locking back in a little bit. And I feel like it gets a lot easier when you get into conference. Start yeah. to learn more about the teams. All right, moving on. But, I mean, we haven't had an episode in a while. I think we should just start off. We'll give the current AP top 10. Yeah. And you guys just give your overall thought. Whatever pops into your head right off the bat. Uh, at one, Houston. Two, Kansas. Three, Purdue. Five, six, UConn. UCLA, eight, nine, Arizona, and Texas. Uh, Alabama at four. They have shot up the radar um, all the way up to four. They've been playing super well. Great freshman on their roster. Um, and they got a huge, huge game tomorrow at Arkansas. So fascinating to see what they do and what they keep going with and hope they keep rolling. But, yeah, but yeah they surprised me. Yeah, I think I think looking at Houston at number one, uh, the one concern that I have that's true about this Kelvin Sampson-led squad is whether they have a second and third option scoring-wise behind Marcus Sasser. That's been a concern for this year so far. And with the American coming up, meaning conference play, it doesn't necessarily prove to be a challenge, but it will be as we enter postseason play, even though, you know, right now, as we stand, we're just nearly halfway through the year. And then for number three, Purdue, I love the fact that they are led by Zach Eady, who's at seven foot eight or something. We're digging. No, I'm kidding. But, but seriously. But You're not even that far one, off. He is one of the most, you know, stupendous, bona fide big guys out there. And uh, couple that with the emergence of Fletcher Lawyer, who, Finn, you and I know very well. Uh, oh, yeah. Because of the, the tie with Foster. Uh, I just, I like to see that, too. And then looking down with 7 and 8, you see the, or uh, 7 and 9, rather, you see the Pac-12 represented. And uh, 7, 8, and 9 with the West Coast represented. And then at 10, Texas, they concern me a little bit. Maybe we'll see a downturn in the wake of the whole Chris Beard incident where he was, you know, fired from the university and removed. And, yeah. you know, that's a situation that is tough to see, especially in the middle of the year. I wonder how they'll respond. But 
I mean, so far it hasn't been too much of a blemish, but I would be worried about it down the stretch. Yeah, what do you think, Finley? Yeah, I think to B-Rex Houston's Houston point, uh, I have a little bit of drop-off after Sasser. I'll talk about one of their second options in my later segment, Finley's forwards of the week. I mean, I definitely did not see it come. Like a first-team first All-American. I mean, that's why they're in that position. Tennessee, I think, is I think one of the best teams in the country for like probably one or two, but I think yeah. they'll get up there soon. UCLA, I'm not sold on yet. I need to watch. I'm going to watch intently their game against us on Thursday, and then I'll have a better idea. Zags, I think, are down. Arizona has looked lost to Washington State and down to at home for a question that game. Yeah. So, I mean, I think it's – I mean, I don't know. None of these teams seem, like, super dominant to me. It's like that's my main takeaway from this year so far is, like, these top ten teams, don't, they don't feel top ten teams. Yeah, a lot of movement. Like, so much movement. Up four, up down three, like, just – and then you got Kansas State up 15, not even ranked to 11. That's like, that's crazy. Then Iowa State up 11 from 25 to 14, too. Yeah. It's just and they won crazy. again today by like 30. Absolutely. They beat Texas Tech by 34 today. <laughs> Held them to 50. Oh, my goodness. Kansas State. No. Kansas I mean, State. Yeah. I mean, we haven't talked about 11 through the rest yet, but I'll. Kansas State. Are they surprise number one? Like the biggest surprise in the whole college basketball as a team? Yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. I would think so. I mean, I think I'd put them as number one. Like Missouri is like a huge surprise as well. They're 13 and 2 and 20th. And some people could say they're number one. But uh, I don't know. You're looking at some teams that are not normally at the top of the leagues Clemson, Pittsburgh. Iowa State, yeah. Kansas State, like it's just it's just a weird time in college basketball right now. We'll see how, how about, shake out. How about the College of Charleston too? Yeah, no kidding, man. And one. Sixteen and one. Come on, I love it. It's tough because I feel like this year more than any year, like. I feel there's like 50 teams that I could see, or like not 20, 25, 30 teams that I feel like are all like could be like a top six, seven March Madness or could like not make the tournament. Like I feel like there's a, a million bubble teams at this point right now. Yeah, but it'll be it'll be interesting to see which of these top 15, top 20 teams goes on that conference losing streak. And everyone like, starts to lose hope in them. Yeah. 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 Interesting, interesting for sure. That is. Gatto, you're there. If you yeah. had to predict the team that wins the – like the best team – the best team in college basketball you think right now, the team that you think is winning the national championship, who are you saying? I'm saying – I'm saying Houston. I like that team. They they're just they're so um, well put together. Um, they have an elite freshman in Jarris Walker. Um, 
I feel like Sasser's like not struggled, but like just hasn't been there yet. And once he's officially there, like he's like unreal. Um, I mean, they just they just play hard every single game, and yeah, I think that's what separates them from other teams. I like. But that it'll point. be interesting though, is how like they're in the they're in like one of the weak, weakest conferences though. Yeah, I worry AAC, about that. So, I mean, they might just roll through that and then get a wake up call in the tournament versus one of these top, you know, power five schools. So, but right now, I would I would say Houston. And then, I mean, like right behind, right behind him, I would say I really like Tennessee a lot. Yeah, I know they're fifth right now, but Tennessee's a really good team. We're on the same wavelength. Brack, what about you? You know, just to throw another squad in the mix, I like to look at Purdue. Obviously, we just saw their upset loss uh, to Rutgers, which actually has become more routine. Rutgers has found ways. I mean, last year at the same time, the same result, basically. The number one Purdue, unranked, you know, Rutgers. So I found that interesting. And also, because we've seen it before, that wasn't a major concern for me. I just think that that's the attrition we'll see in the Big Ten. And if I have to look at one reason why Purdue will not advance as far as we think is because they'll be – too much battle tested heading into March. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, Purdue. Thinking? I don't know. I feel like it's so hard. I think I love Houston. Savior? I, Going back to Xavier this year? Definitely not. Um, I think. I don't want to be. I don't want to pick the same team, but I'm gonna to have to pick. I'm gonna to have to pick Houston as well. I think they get after it too well in the defensive end. And they're number one. In, you know, like they might not competition, but last year, a lot of those guys got a lot of experience playing big games, important games, and they made a little run. I think Shed is a really good player. He's been playing super well. Arsenal, yes. the freshman, is a good player. Sasser is obviously. If it's hot in March Madness, they will win the whole thing. I'll say that right now. But mm. if he's brick, if he's if he's not shooting it well, I don't think yeah. their bigs are good enough to to them to a final. Mm. I love as you... well, and I I love CLA's uh, experience and just guys that keep coming back and coming back, and then young talented freshmen. Do you guys think that? UConn has any chance at sustaining through the Big East? Yeah. I think so. Um, they lost two in a row, but I'm, I'm not too worried about them. Gatto, what about you? Um, no, I think they'll be fine. Um, I mean, I'm looking at the schedule right now. They do do get a tough road game at Marquette tomorrow. I have liked Marquette this year a lot. Um, had a couple breakout players on my list, and they've been playing well. But uh, yeah, I think I think they'll bounce back against Xavier at home. Um, I think they'll be Providence at home. It's just one of those scenarios where, like that home and away situation. Like, mm. I mean, I I kind of thought they were gonna make, lose one of those games, Providence or Xavier. So yeah, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. But I think they'll be just fine in the Big East and finish top two. I still think it's uh, Dan Hurley's best team. 
he's had there for sure. But yeah. I don't think I don't think top whatever they are. Six, so yeah. six right now. Hawkins, Luter, and Sunil, an elite player, an interior presence, and I. They have some other pieces, but I don't. I don't love their guard play really in terms of scoring. Mm. Like Jordan I guess Hawkins, Haw- I, yeah. Like I kind of. I don't. Yeah, that makes sense. Not, like the guys that bring the ball up, Tristan like Andre Newton. Jackson, Newton, and Jackson, like can't really score. Like Newton scores a little bit, but Andre Jackson's kind of just a defender. I like Andre Jackson a lot, but Laney has not done a thing. Terra's just another shooter. They're early because of Mark. Yeah. I still think they finish high in the Big East, though. I still think they finish first or second. I just think later, later on, they're gonna they're gonna lose a game that they probably shouldn't. Iraq. Um, no, I was just to say, just moving to like a different conference um, or conference predictions. What do you about? What do you yeah, think about yeah. the Big Twelve? What do you think about the Big Twelve right now? They are loaded. Big Twelve is absolutely loaded. I mean, Baylor's have... zero three. Yeah, and Baylor. I. I mean, I think Baylor's good. Like, yeah, I think crazy. they're a top. I think they're like a top twenty team, top twenty five team. They definitely have some holes. But I mean, the Big Twelve is the like. It's like the deepest conference I've ever seen. Like Oklahoma yeah. is like should have should have beaten Kansas today. TCU yeah. is the best they've been. Texas Tech, I guess, is way down. The one yeah. team, West it's Virginia, weird. Is that's weird. Yeah. But I mean, I think that I made at the beginning of the year that what was what was the hot take officially? Did I say TCU and Texas had to go one two? Yeah, you said TCU and Texas one two. Yeah, TCU and Texas one two. I'm still okay with that. Yeah, but but yeah, Kansas. I think it's Plans. I would have been nice if Kansas would have lost. So, Texas TCU are two and one. I don't know. It's an absolutely loaded conference. B Rec, what are your thoughts on the? I know you're kind of a Big Ten guy, but what are your thoughts? On yeah, the yeah. Actually, you know what's funny, and I appreciate you bringing me into the fold on this exact question because early on, and when I say early on, I mean early November, mm-hmm. I was asked whether I think the Big 12 or the Big 10 is a better conference coming into the year. And I said the Big 10. Of course you did. (laughs) Well, right, right. I definitely said that. But I'll I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this, though. The less you know, right, and the answer there is I just didn't know what the Big 12 had to offer. And Mm -hmm. now, after seeing it for two months or so, it's just been unbelievable. I mean, yeah. unbelievable what we're seeing. So, you know, I I have to say I really like it. I think just as you guys said, you know, five ranked teams as we stand, any of them could win the conference. And even past that, you know, looking at a Oklahoma of the world, uh, potentially. So, I mean, that's six deep in terms of teams who could even win the thing. And uh, when was the last time we saw that? Not. 
I mean, it's just. I mean, how many how many teams do you realistically think they they could get into the tournament this year, Gatto? Like out of um, ten. I would say they could get at least uh, Baylor, Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma could maybe if they get some big wins in the conference. Um. Yeah. Damn. Oklahoma really needed that one tonight. They up. really needed it. Um, uh, they could get like seven or eight for sure. Eight out of ten teams would be nuts. But and I yeah. feel like seven, like with the strength of schedule, all those teams are gonna have. I feel like seven's gonna happen. Yeah, I'll predict it right now. Texas Tech doesn't make it. West Virginia doesn't make it, and Oklahoma State does not make it. I think everybody else makes the tournament. Whew. They. Baylor, Oklahoma, TCU, Texas, Iowa State, Kansas State. Like, I, five, five, six, five of those teams are like already locks. Yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, half of the league is already a lock. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> Oklahoma could be in trouble. Six would be kind of tough. Texas Tech. I think, the, I think the one, con- I think the one concern, uh, B Rock brought it up is Texas and, um, Chris Beard situation, how they're going to do the rest of the year with an intern, interim head coach. But yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. When you have a backcourt of backcourt of Marcus Carr and Tyrese Hunter, I think you're pretty much true. Right, that well, is so, true. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I wish they had a little bit more size, but yeah, dude. If they had Chris Beard. I mean, I also want to say I wish they had him because he did some he, he he rightly got fired. But yeah, I'd be I'd be picking my, as one of my national championship possibilities. Mm, yes. Uh, Big Twelve though. Big Twelve is a toss up. Kansas. Imagine Kansas State comes out and wins, and they just keep this up and they win the Big Twelve. That would be not Jerome Tang's first year. I mean, think about it this way. I wonder when the last time that's happened. The top three... First-year head coach winning the conference at Power 5. The top three teams in the Big 12, right, have won 23 games in a row combined. And not only that, but if you look at... All three won tonight. Did you count that? If you look at... uh, Oh, Mm -hmm. oh. Wow, okay, so we'll call it 26. Yeah. <clears throat> and you look at that, and, and they're even better than this number, but 8-2 and two against AP top 25 teams, the, the top three teams. And then yeah. whatever happened tonight, which I think – were there any ranked on ranked? Uh, I don't, I don't no. think so. So no. I think, yeah, 8-2 no. and two against top 25s this early in the year, which is just, I mean, miraculous. It's a perfect storm it feels like brewing the, in the Big 12 right now. I'll also say some of these teams are fun to watch. TCU has become one of my favorite teams to watch this year. Kansas State is just electric. Yeah. Kansas is not. I mean, if you love defense, Iowa State, you can. I mean, they play hard, so in that way, they're fun to watch. Baylor's still hey, fun to watch. Hey. They got the the sharpshooters. Hey, before you continue to knock the Cyclones, okay? Kalsher had twenty five tonight. 
That's fun to watch. Gabe Couser's been in call. He was at he was at Minnesota for five years, and now he's been at <laughs> Iowa State for two years. True. He's been in college for seven years. I don't understand okay. it. Okay, the guys uh, like. Hey, Finn, talk to Stetson Bennett, bro. Yeah, for real. They're like in class. I think so. Another fun team. I'm just looking at the conferences here. Is the Providence. A couple of those transfers they've gotten. Hawkins and Noah Locke. They've been playing well. And they they get out and go. That Noah Locke hit on that kick out. Yeah. Was that against was that against you was that against UConn to ice the game? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was that was a crazy shot. And Hopkins has been unstoppable. Providence six and zero, ten and 0. I mean, they're just so hard to beat at home. And the Dunkin' Donuts Center. That's I don't think it's called the Dunkin' Donuts Center anymore. But ten and yeah. at home, can't stop them. Just they're just gonna anybody there. And then Z- Sean Miller's got Xavier rolling like we thought. Shaka Smart is reincarnated at at Marquette. UConn's raw. Creighton is super talented. That's five yeah, great Creighton, teams. And Creighton then the, gets back on track. And then a deep drop off at five. Yeah. Seton Hall, Villanova, DePaul, St. John's, Butler, George. I mean, you end with some of the worst Power Five teams. George. DePaul beat Villanova Lock- tonight by ten. DePaul beat Villanova tonight. Yeah. Holy mo. And I feel like you appreciate some some blue bloods, some teams like Villanova that are. All, what are your thoughts on Villanova? Like, there's there's just no way they go to the tournament this year. What are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on that? the end of kind of the great, I don't know, decade, however long Jay Wright was there for for Nova. Yeah, I mean it's a colossal meltdown, dude. I mean the polar ice caps are flowing through the streets in Philadelphia. Uh, Kyle Neptune is a, well, I, okay, maybe I shouldn't go there, but what I will say is, uh, (laughs) you know, uh, being able to see Villanova in person was an interesting deal. Uh, and you know, I, I think that at that point, the question had become, you know, was, was Whitmore good enough but he actually did not play in that game, so that was an interesting deal. I think he's been really good as well. Yes, to be absolutely. He has. I think that's one of the bright spots. But uh, then, as well, you have a guy like Eric Dixon who had twenty-two and ten tonight in the loss. I mean, that's mighty impressive as well. He's been filling it up. So, you know, it's it's really hard when you get a situation like this. And when I say a situation like this, what I mean is a team who has been to the mountaintop, who is coming down from that mountaintop with a new head coach. And you want to say, well, what is the problem? Uh, Part of it was the injury to Whitmore early. And um, now that he's back, you'd like to hope it kind of clears the skies a little bit. But, you know, they're still 8-8 and and under 500 in conference. And... um, I don't like seeing that. I never enjoy that, you know, yeah. seeing a team fall from grace in that way. But, you know, that's that's where we at and where we're at, and we kind of have to live with it for now. You also got to remember they haven't had Justin Moore, arguably their best player. Yes. Uh, still with that Achilles injury. Um, I don't know if he'll come back. They said, he, like... they said he's been practicing a little bit. 
that's that's encouraging. But what I don't know, like, what if the record's like eight and thirteen by then? <laughs> like, what if they're just yeah? Like... What I, they said it's like his decision where he wants to here. Like, if you just yeah, take a medical redshirt, be full go for next year. You know? Like, what do you? play the last few conference games that are meaningless or you wait yeah. and try to try to turn this team around next year. I don't know. Villanova's been built in J the J Red era on like bring guys in, not super high, heralded their development and then they're all just really good by the end of their careers and they're tough and they make shots and they defend. And this year I mean, play some freshmen. They got three. They got Daniels, Dixon, Slater that are leading them, but they're not defending at a high level, and they're just—I yes. don't know—they just don't—they just don't have that mojo that the Villanova teams have. Can I ask just, you guys something? Yeah. I have a question for you guys, and I—I I didn't mean to switch it up that quickly, but no, no, no. this is something that that hit my mind. Is how would you guys assess? The tenure of Shaheen Holloway at Seton Hall. Uh, it's too early. too early. Like it's not all his guys, but I will True. say they've been a little. They won tonight, so they went. They're three and four in league now. So like that's not bad. I mean, yeah, he's ten and eight overall. So they definitely far. have. A, they have a good amount of talent on that team. Like I feel like they could be better, but it's hard for a coach. Like. And that doesn't always happen, like Dennis Gate going at Missouri and Kansas State. It's hard to be a first-year head coach at a power. Yeah. Yes, and he'll. Be, I think he'll be fine. He'll get guys in the next couple of years. Um, I, yeah, I think he'll bring that program back to like the Isaiah Whitehead Saint Hall days when they were good. Let's hope. Let's hope. Um, should we talk about? Talk about the SEC and then move by little segments. Yeah, because I think we got to talk about the SEC. I mean, right off the bat, Kentucky, Kentucky loses to South yeah. Carolina. Wow, to South Carolina today. I don't even know. Like, like how? How <laughs> do you lose? How do you lose to South Carolina team? It's terrible. With that much talent on your roster, Kentucky one and they're zero and three on the road. They're not one a road. They're not ten and six overall. With the player the wood last year. Also, yeah. play. odd situation. Yeah, try to try to make it make sense. I can't. I mean, they do have one of the many talented freshmen in the country, um, Kaysen Wallace. I mean, he's been their, like, one and only bright spot besides Chiba getting a double-double every game. But, yeah. I mean, like, Antonio Reeves, he's not doing anything. Like, it's, I don't know, it's weird. When he averaged 20 at uh, Illinois State, um, Frederick's still not the same. I mean, I don't know, it's just weird. They gotta dig themselves out of the deep hole. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, tonight. Be wrecked, go. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in CJ Frederick. I'll tell you that. You know, moving over from the Hawkeyes, 
I <laughs> thought that he would be uh, more efficient and utilized more. I, I thought that he would shoot it better. He's only at 38.8% from three. Uh, that's it's bad. just hard to even comprehend what's going on here. And um, I think, as you guys say, you know, Sheboy and then who else? <laughs> uh, yeah. But to see, you know, South Carolina pick Kentucky apart is like, what? So I would ask this question of both of you is, is it fair to say that Coach Calipari is on the hot seat? No. Uh, I don't know. But, 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 but. I mean, yeah, I wouldn't consider the hot seat if he just decides to leave himself and go to Texas. <laughs> but, like, that's not really a hot seat situation. But, um, yeah, I mean, I don't I mean, know. They were he so still good has, for so many years. I mean, he's bringing in DJ Wagner and Rob Dillingham, arguably the two best guards in next year's class. Right. But, yeah. I don't know. I, it's weird. He, it's. I don't know. I'll tell you some main problems with Kentucky. Yeah, they got some problems. Their offense is super stagnant. Their guys, like, I just, they can't. Oscar Shibway, as good as he is, as good as he is, don't get mad about this. I don't think he is unbelievably talented on the offensive end, even though he averages 15.8. I think a lot of his is just boards and and easy shots. Yeah. I agree. And as like, we saw today, uh, transition jams in a run out, like what in the world was that? But yes, I, I do agree. So there's no reason to be mad about that, for sure. Okay, good. Jason Wallace is a good player. You've got you've got severely underperforming. Lance Ware too. Livingston's young. Frederick and Reeves are supposed to be just pure scorers. Negative on defense and he can like, they're terrible on defense. Like, they just don't guard anybody. And they have, like, a just te- – I mean, just awful tempo. Like, a team that's, like, super athletic, out on the break, getting steals, getting runouts, getting dunks. And, like, they just don't get any easy buckets. But I mean, like, grinded out games, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, they got to yeah. score, like – in long third, using the whole shot clock. Like, I just don't think their team built for that. I think their team, like, get on the break, get it to top it in the fast break, let Shibway just get all your old boards, and let your your Case and Wallace, um, Reeves, and just kind of fire. Yeah. But, like, at that, to defend, and they're just, I don't know, they got, they got a whole they got a world of problems. It's weird, the hype. With top in like preseason, like I mean, he's he's shooting twenty percent from three. I mean, he's only averaging he seems, he's only averaging ten yeah. points. I thought he was going to average at least fourteen. I um, think Shibuya. Yeah, I think he clogs it up too much. Uh, I got a lot of controversial takes. I don't know. Toppin has no confidence. The whole team really has no. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's hitting. All you see is like, he's. They're 
like Toppin's getting like a however many thousand shots in. Yeah. Like he's, I'm like, this guy's going to be, like overseas where it looks like Kevin Durant. Like he's saying just shots. And I'm like, I'm ball. I was like, I'm all in. He's going to be like the best player in the country. They have Oscar Shibway. And then he's an outside shot. Like he's bored getting some buckets, but he's like, he's such a good athlete. Like no blocks, like half a block game, half a steal. Ugh, let down. I don't know. It's not all his fault, but some of it's his fault. But you know what else is crazy? Hold on. Pause. Pause. One more thing about Kentucky. When you look past, yeah, double pause, guy. Get out of here. When you look at (laughs) when you look at (laughs) when you look at severe Wheeler. And C.J. Frederick, you look at two guys who are shooting 85% from the line. Uh, Excuse me, I'm sorry. I misspoke. Chris Livingston and C.J. Frederick. You're looking at two Uh guys who shoot 85% from the line. The rest of the team is sub-72 from the line. Uh, So Hmm. it's, it's, that's something that is odd to me as well. And, you know, I think, when you get in, as you say, that grinded out games, that does not bode well for your organization. Yeah. A bad defensive rebounding team. Possible when you lost Chris Like, he's getting... Edwards. Like, mm. ugh, whatever. What's the difference? Because there's a whole lot of good teams in it. Tennessee, Bama... I guess it kind of falls off. Is the SEC down this year? The more I look at it, Arkansas, Gatto, Musbus, how are they looking? Dude. It might have stopped. <laughs> I don't know if it's rolling. <laughs> I don't know if it's rolling. Oh, God. Oh, Musbus. <laughs> I mean, the injury, the two, in, the two injuries for them. Uh, Brazil and Nick Smith is obviously brutal, but um, yeah, they just don't look the same. Yeah. I mean, Devo Davis just doesn't look to score ever. He's like the most athletic. What happened to him? There. I don't know. It's so weird. Freshman year, and like, like he took a he break from the team. Freshman year, goaded, and then like he is like he's got worse. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I hope I'm wrong. It I don't know. stop, and it keeps rolling tomorrow, and they beat Alabama. But I don't know. Yeah, Anthony Black's been good. Black is crazy well, athletic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes, he is. They shoot. I don't know. They shoot some terrible shots. Ricky Council shoots <laughs> way too many threes. His form's <laughs> atrocious, and he shoots like twenty nine percent. It is twenty nine eight, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Walsh, Wal. Uh, I'm looking at Walsh. He's shooting bad. He should be better. What was that? What was the end of that game that I watched the other day when I texted Gad and I was like, "This is just awful basketball." <laughs> Missouri. It, uh, Missouri. I watched the end of the Arkansas Missouri game, and it was like the last few minutes, and it was just like turnover after turnover after just Ricky Council toss up brick. And then Missouri would come down brick or turnover. Like I feel like 
I don't know. The two injuries are obviously killers, but Arkansas needs to like play a little bit smarter, and I think they'll be okay. I think they can still finish top three in the SEC. Yeah, big game tomorrow between Alabama and Arkansas. But I mean, if Alabama if Alabama wins that game, like them and Tennessee are just gonna run away with it. I think. Yeah, then they're the cl- they're the clear top two. Then. Yeah. You've you've got Missouri who's super overachieving. Auburn's solid. Texas A&M is two and zero currently, but I don't think they've played anybody. Mississippi State is kind of falling back down to earth. Yeah. yeah. LSU falling LSU, back down man. to earth. LSU man, LSU's weird. I thought they'd be. I mean, they are twelve and four, but all their lot they got three of the four losses are in conference play. Lost a brutal game tonight at home. Florida. I mean, they did beat they beat Arkin they did they beat Arkansas. That's their one conference win, but. I mean, they lost to Florida at home. Yeah, I don't know. The SEC, the SEC is interesting. Can I tell you guys something? Think... Yeah. Can yeah. I be honest here? Oh. I I am very glad, very glad. In fact, it made my year to see Julius Marble leave just so he could average eight and four. I'm very <laughs> happy about that. You know, I I had to say thank you, Julius, for. Departing East Lansing. <laughs> you know, now that was my issued warning, and then we can be uh, back to regularly scheduled programming here, but I had to mention that. Love it. Love the, int- the, the switch up. Yeah, Marble shit. I don't know what he was doing. Always got to bring it back to the Sparties. Have to. <laughs> B-Rex doesn't like when you leave. He, he <laughs> takes it personally. It's like you're personally leaving B-Rex team. Dude, I mean, this is my city, bro, and I'm here to just, I mean, dude, we can't let any, uh, we should put a wall up around East Lansing, let me tell you that right now, but no, I mean, think about it this way, Rocket Watts is averaging eight turnovers a game at Oakland, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Foster, Foster, Foster Lawyer, he's balling out, I'll tell you that. Uh, and that's a dog now. That's that's not even a joke. Like he has been excellent for Davidson, so I'm I'm happy to see that. But the other two, I just like man, like shove off, guy. <laughs> I don't know. That's what it is. Rocket Watts. I don't even know what happened to him. Speaking Dude, of crest, he played so bad against us. It was like what? <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad for the guy a little bit. Like, he had so much potential, and he kind of had a good freshman year, and then, like, God. So then you squash it by downsizing to Oakland. Explain it. Well, he went to to Mississippi State and, like, didn't even really play. Two minutes. Two minutes. Like, come on. I don't know. You're right. Uh, All right. With this, you guys got any more to talk about before we get into our own personal segments? Because that's kind of what I'm looking forward to. Um, Just a quick shout-out to the Pac-12, man. Our teams are playing good. Yo, yeah. yeah. Why are we not talking about the Pac-12, Gatto? I, I agree. You're trying, Utah to, two, trying to send us. Utah at two, ASU at three. Let's let's give it up for our teams, Gatto. Look at the improvement. Look at the improvement. Gosh, it's been been incredible. We shouldldn't have lost to Oregon. That was painful. But started five and zero in league for the first time ever. Five and one. Sun Devils four and one. Arizona's got. Okay, I can't talk about the Arizona too much because they start talking about Kirk Krista. UCLA's good. USC's a little bit down. Oregon's bringing the guys back. How about Stanford? Holy smokes. 
Yeah. Can we talk? Oh, can we talk right. about the the buffoons? The buffoons at the beginning of the year that are like, yes, yeah, Stanford's going to get third or fourth in the Pac-12 and make the tournament. Like, like what? What have you? Like what basketball? Five. What? Yeah. What basketball have you been watching the last few years? Like, like they're terrible. They bring back every all the same guys. They don't play together. They lost to Cal by twenty-two. Oh, and they're five. last in the Pac-12. Yeah. They've they get all these high recruits. And, I mean, they don't play inspired. They're they're just bad. I don't they're know how else to say it. They're they're bad at basketball. Ugh, I had to get out the off my chest. Tell fools. us how you really These feel. Fools. Finn Miller. Fools. These absolute fools. Also, shout out Cal two and three in league after starting zero and twelve. Yeah, absolutely. Two game win streak. Massive. They're three and they're three and one in their last four. Don't sleep. <laughs> don't sleep. Colorado, the most up and down team of all time. All Oregon time, soup. ever. I've never, I've never seen, I've never seen a team be more up and down. Agreed. They lose to Cal. They beat Oregon by a hundred. Beat top five Tennessee. Beat top five Tennessee. Who would they lose to? Grambling. We, they lost to beat. Grambling and UMass. <laughs> and when A and M was ranked, beat them by twenty eight. God, Beat Colorado right. State is not bad by thirty. Lost to Washington by ten. Had a close one against Southern Utah. What is going like, on here? Um, we beat. We it's beat like two to, at Colorado. Yeah, you guys beat them at Colorado. It's, it's tough to play there too. That's a good win. Yeah, tough to win there. Tough to play Colorado. Any more thoughts on the Pac-12? What a conference, honestly. It's you up mean, for grabs. UCLA is rolling right now, eleven in a row. It, yeah, I think – I mean, I think UCLA is going to win it. I think Arizona is down. I think 2 through 12, though, are up for grabs. <laughs> yeah, totally. 2 through 12. Anybody. No, 2 through, through 11. Stanford's not going to win 2 through game. 11. Stanford's getting last. Stanford's getting last. They don't, they, yeah. B-Rec? B- I feel like B-Rec, low-key, is Pac-12 hater. Low-key. like he just thinks – A little bit. I just feel like he just doesn't like the teams at all. Thinks they're bad. Uh, yeah. You know, I <laughs> listen. I'll I'll say what you want me to say, which is that big bad big ten baby. Ah, <laughs> yes, that's what I'm all about. But no, get you ready, UCLA and USC. I, yeah, hey, we're coming, <laughs> we're coming. But no, uh, I mean, here's what I know about the Pac-12. I know that the Pac-12 uh, did about all they could do. With the signing of Deion Sanders to Colorado. And then, boom, that's what it is. So, not even related to hoops. The biggest news, I mean, in the conference has been, you know, out of, out of Boulder, Colorado. So, I mean, that, you know, what else can we say? Don't bring Deion into this, bro. B-Rex does not give one shit about Pac-12 basketball. Prime time. He could not care less. <laughs> it's prime unreal. time. Hey, shout out Gabe Reichel. Shout out Duke Brennan. That's all I have to say about it. That's what it is. There we go. That's good. <clears throat> all right. Let's move on to our segments now. Gatto, how, how about you introduce them? Because they kind of came from you in a way. Yeah. Shout out, uh, shout out to my Notre Dame love. Abby for the idea. Hope you're listening. Uh, so we got Gatto's Guards of the Week. And Finley, you have... What's yours? I got Finley's forwards of the week. 
And then I let's I'm gonna take credit here for B Rex. B Rex, <laughs> what do you got going for us? We got B Rex, big guys. B Rex, B Rex, big guys, or big boys. No matter, depends what you want to say. It's uh, interchangeable. I mean, it ain't bad. It ain't <laughs> <laughs> B-Rec does love bigs, though, because it kind of fits. I he do. loves bigs. I do. He's not a guard. He's not a guard guy. He's um, not a guard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's. I think we should just trade off. Like go one by one. Yeah. Like yeah. I'll give you. You give a guard, then I'll go forward. Then B-Rec gives a big boy, yeah. and guard forward. So, yeah, Gata, so... why don't you start us off here? Right off the bat, easily, first name that came to mind, guards of the week, Marquise Noel, Kansas State guard. He has been unbelievable for them. Um, big part of the reason why they're up to uh, the 11th ring spot right now. Um, he's averaging 17-9, and nine, and he's second in the country in assists per game. And he also he leads the team in assists, and he also leads the team in steals. And, mm-hmm. I mean, these big wins that they've had, overtime win against uh, – when West Virginia was ranked at the time, he had 23 points, 10 assists, and 7 steals. And then that unbelievable scoring game at Texas beat 6th ranked Texas. 116 of 103. He dropped 36 points and had uh, 9 assists, added 3 steals. He was 6 of 10 from deep and 12 of 12 from the line. And then it, it didn't stop there. Another overtime win. This time at Baylor, 32 points and 14 assists. And it was 12 13 to the line. I mean, he's absurd. just been unbelievable. Um, definitely in the talks for, uh, I mean, Bob Cousy Award. Um, first team first All America, low key. Yeah. Like, he's, he's Back, been uh, that Big 12 player of the year. He's yeah. been that good. Yeah. He- Let's also give it up to the guy. He's five foot eight, according to the roster. Yeah, yeah he's, oh my goodness. Yeah. He's not a big guard. He is he's not, not a big, big guard. guard. But yeah, he's, he's just been incredible. Killing it recently. Um, and then, and I'll say, his, yeah, yeah, I was just saying that his teammate, one of your guys. Yeah, I'll go into my my first Finley forward, Keontae Johnson. First yeah. of all, incredible story. Like hasn't yeah. played in so long. And then, yeah. like, you're kind of unsure, like, like how good is he going to be? How, like, Kansas State could be kind of good if he's really good. And, like, yeah. I mean, he's been incredible. Like, he said he gets after on defense, too, which doesn't show up in the stats. But recent performances, 24-9 and nine at Baylor, 28-9 and 5 at Texas. I mean, he and Noel are, like, the best one of the coolest right duos. Like, like, that's my favorite duo in college basketball, for sure. And maybe the best. Like, they just absolutely get after it. Yeah. And they play, I mean, they play harder than anybody. Like, they're, like they're earning these wins. Keontae, I mean, it's such a cool story. And, like, people forget, too. Like, obviously, he was, like, a really good player at Florida before this. But, I mean, two full years off, and, like, he's arguably even better. Like, he's been, yeah. it's crazy. It's Shout crazy. Out Shout out. Shout out. All right, first first big guy. Where's the first big the, dog? The first big boy off the board is Drew Timmy for Gonzaga. 
Now, Timmy has scored 20 or more 11 times this year. And really, I would say this. He has the footwork of a six-foot-two guard and is incredibly hard to box out down low. Recently against Santa Clara in a game that was, you know, only a five-point game, really, razor thin, he had 26 boards and four assists. The other thing, too, is like you guys were talking about just recently with Kansas State, getting after it and bringing the, the fire and the energy and just playing hard. That's what Timmy does for Gonzaga. I mean, he can put together 20 and 10, but it's the intangible things. It's the excitement he brings, the energy he has, and, I mean, just the effort that is night in and night out that even when Gonzaga plays close with a WCC team, because I think we'll see that multiple times this year where it's yeah. a close game. Timmy will be a difference maker, not only on the stat sheet, but, but off of it also. Great points. Great pick. Gatto. Uh, I'm going to go with uh Sule boom, Xavier guard. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's been, he's been one of the best transfers in the country this far, in my opinion. Um, Pause. Oh yeah. Pause. Can we get a spell check on that name? I think you botched it. S. A spell check? Yeah. S-O- and, then, and then, yeah, spell check. S O U L E Y. Wow. Okay. Yep. That's legendary. <laughs> Dude, I just, I had to bring out the Miriam Webster for that one. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I try to watch yeah, yeah. Savior games to see how the announcers pronounce it, to be honest. Yes. Um, but yeah, he's been the leading scorer for the Musketeers. Um, his most recent game, he had 22 points, 10 rebounds, and six assists. A red win at Villanova. Uh, clutch free throws down the stretch and finishing 10 for 10 from the line. Um, so big game there. Big game from him there last week, but he's just been sensational for them all throughout the year. And I think he'll continue to lead them. Yeah, he's been incredible. Uh, next guy, about time we give the Clemson Tigers some respect. We're going Hunter Tyson, their be- I mean, their best player. Guy's been there a few years. Brad Brunel, hot seat, needed a good year, and all of a sudden Clemson's leading the ACC out of absolutely nowhere. Yeah. Hunter Tyson's averaging 15.4, 10 boards, 1.8 assists, and a steal. He's just had some big performances lately. 31-15 and 15 versus NC State. That's massive. 13, 13 and 14 at Vautech and 15 and 10 at Pitt. Double All double wins. machine. All wins, too, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. Huge team wins for Clemson. And, I mean, they needed them. I mean, yeah, they're definitely did, some, and their team. One of the biggest surprises right now. No doubt. B Rec? Okay, listen up, y'all, because this is it. We're going Bob's Big Burger. A.K.A. Zach Edie, West Lafayette, <laughs> Indiana, the pride and joy. Now listen here, okay? Edie has scored in double figures every single time he's touched the floor during this young season. I say that, and I want to highlight that, because that's the knock against Timmy. He's had games of 6, 8, and 9 so far this year. Edie has touched double figures every game. Most recently, he's responsible for leading the Purdue Boilermakers to a big-time win over Penn State. Penn State is better than a lot of you may think. But in that game, he, no, racked, up, yeah. he racked up 30 points, 
13 rebounds, three blocks, and three assists. And the guy is averaging 23 and 12 this year. Need I say more? I don't think so. Bryce Big Burger, Zach Eady. I mean, yeah. New Year. Shout out Zach Eady also for playing. Yeah. New Year. 30, 30 plus minutes a game this year, too. Like that dude gets up and down the floor. And he didn't use to. He used to play 19 minutes a game. All right, Gatto, next. Uh, another guard. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Mike Miles Jr., TCU. Um, this past week had that big win at uh, TCU. Had the big win at Baylor. He had career-high 33 in that game. And there was a stretch in that second half. You were watching that family, and you were like, this dude is just scoring at will. And Him. I thought that was very impressive at Baylor. He's also a leading scorer at, at 19.8 per game. Uh, he's also shooting 53% from the field. But yeah, he, that, that Baylor game was insane. He is, like, so hard to guard, or so hard to stop going to the rim, like, as a guy's a guard, like, yeah. especially in transition. Like, it's it's pretty it's pretty cool to watch, like, as a smaller. Like, he's not smaller, but he's obviously smaller than the big guys. Like, and he's just unstoppable around the rim. Fun to watch. Next guy for me. Yeah, yeah, uh, B Rex is talking about. Yeah, another Finley forward. Uh, B Rex is t- hating on Houston's second second option. We're going Jarris Walker. That's how you say it, right? It's Jarris. Yeah. Jarris. Um, he's really been coming into his own as a freshman at Houston. Houston needed a big guy to step up. He's up to ten point four game, six point one boards, but recent performances. He went 23-10 and 10 versus SMU and also went 21, five boards, and three steals at Cincinnati. Yeah, if I, he like, can, I like him a lot. He's a really good player. Yeah. And I think he's just getting better and better, which is really going to help them. Yeah. He was he was uh, really good at Virginia as well. I know it was like a, like a month back, but still, he was really good in that game. Helped them yeah. get that win. But yeah, I'm a big fan of him. You've you've he, liked him like the whole year. He's, he's definitely he's yeah he's a one and done top ten pick. In my top opinion. ten, you think? Yeah, he's. I think he's that good. Interesting. B Rec, Mister Jack Gardner Gatto. I'm gonna need some help with this one here. Armando Baycott has turned on the Jets, and the Tar Heels are beginning yeah. to find a groove. It seems. He's compiled efforts of 20-plus points the last six of seven games they played. Six in the country with 11.2 rebounds per game. He's one of the reasons the Tar Heels have responded to the noise. What do you think about that, Jack? I mean, it's awesome. But, I mean, to ruin the mojo, it was tough tonight. Rolled his ankle literally the first, like, 30 seconds or, like, minute of the game. Didn't play. And they ended up losing. But I think if he played that entire game... Easy double double, and I think UNC gets it done. So, ruining that mojo was just a tough break. But yeah, he's been unbelievable recently. So, hopefully, that ankle injury isn't like bad because they need him. Mm. But yeah, he's. Yeah, been, I hope he's not out for long. He's been really good as of late, like you mentioned. Another guard of the week. Mm, 
Oh, Tyler uh, Kolek from Marquette. Yes, yes, yes. He, huge shout out for this game. He had 15 assists and zero turnovers in a win last week. Um, he's had eight assists per game, which is third in the country, right behind Noel. Um, but yeah, I thought that was super impressive. 15 assists and zero turnovers in a college game. I don't know if I've ever seen he's, that. He's, yeah, he's an elite passer. Like, just, just incredible. And he's shooting it a tiny bit better this year. He's a big reason why they're overperforming. Yeah, he's no getting doubt. he's getting those guys the ball, Prosper and Cam Jones. Um, yeah. Yeah, if you're a scorer, I'd love to be on Marquette. Yeah, just getting the ball all the time. You're the dimer. At all times. Uh, next, next forward, Zach Fremantle, Xavier. Yeah, Xavier's been playing Xavier. super well. Yeah. It's not. It's not a coincidence that Gatto and I have teams that are or guys that are on the same teams because these teams have been playing so well. Kansas State, Xavier, like Fremantle, twenty nine, eleven and four at Villanova, and then sixteen, eleven five, and three steals versus UConn. He's obviously a huge reason why Xavier has won nine games in a row and is sitting at the top of the Big East. Yeah, another, honestly, top five duo in the country right now, Fremantle and Boom. Um, yeah. They're just they're just working teams hand in hand. 29 and 11 at Villanova. Dang. And four. Yeah. Yeah. Big time game. B-Rec? Big boy. Man, I, I Jack Nunji. Yeah. Jack Nunji. Yup, yup, yup. No. <laughs> I struggled with this one. Uh to see who I wanted to go with at four. Not like it's a ranking system, but you know, I'm just I was thinking about it in depth. But I came up with Oscar Sheboy. And uh, he felt like the golden ticket tra- Huh? <laughs> Never mind, continue, it's fine. <laughs> He felt like the uh, golden ticket transfer for the UK Wildcats, and this still holds true, even though Kentucky has been back and forth like an argument. I mean, come on. But uh, 34 in blue has really, I mean, been a spectacle, and he's averaging 15 and 13, which is no change from years past, including 19, 12, and 1 tonight in a puzzling loss to South Carolina. I watched uh, (laughs) – I watched the highlight. I watched uh, the highlight of his steal and runout slam not too long ago, and I'll tell you boys this: if you're moving, uh, you know, like that at six nine two sixty, sign me up. I mean, I've seen all I need to see, so that's what it is. What were his stats right against Alabama? B Rec huh? loves his big guys so much that he doesn't even care if they lose to South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> he's all, all he's talking about is one huge dunk. Nineteen of whatever he said one and a puzzling loss to the worst power five team in the country. Besides Georgetown. Love it. But hey, oh. shout out to the big guys. Here's here's the good Shout news. out to the big guys. I mean the you can't news. get mad at a guy who's averaging fifteen and thirteen. Here's the good news. The good news is we have four guys left on our list, so we're not done yet. You have how you many have more? Four more guys? I do. Yeah. All right. I only got. I got one more. I got one more. I got like five. I got one. I only got one left too. B Rex Big Boys got two teams. 
eight guys. He's gonna have he to. He's gonna have to wrap it. Team. <laughs> All right, Gatto, give your last guy. Uh, Max Evans from Oral Roberts. I don't know if you guys saw it, but that half court game winner on Saturday, money. Oh, I saw it. Guess mm. what? Finished with thirty five in that game. I mean, I just had to give a shout out there that half court swish game winner at the buzzer. Finishing with 35. Um, and we know what he's capable of. So, yeah, yeah I just want to give a quick shout out on that game winner last week. College, college basketball casuals are like, they remember him from the March Madness and they're like, they probably thought he graduated or something. No, he's still been around. there. He's still at Oral Roberts. And he's better this year. <laughs> and he's better. <laughs> and they're rolling this year and they're probably going to the tournament. None, none of the casuals now. Yeah. All right. Last forward. One of my personal favorite players to watch in college basketball this year, Emmanuel Miller, TCU. Ooh. Recent recent performances. Twenty. This one had a lot to do with it. Twenty-one point seven boards, two steals, and a block against Utah. Twenty and ten for Central Arc. Sixteen points, six boards, three steals, and a block versus Texas Tech. 13 points, 8 boards, 2 assists, 2 steals, 2 blocks at Baylor, including some huge shots and great defensive plays. What I wrote down, he's a great, he's an elite rebounder and an elite defender, and he's super efficient. He's shooting like 47% from 3. 47%? Not 40, I don't think it's 47. I think that it's 40-something, though. From but he, had, he can hit a mid-range pull-up. He's hit Elias. Yeah, it is forty-seven percent from three. Wow, forty-seven point six actually. And he all gets these, off. Yeah, he gets after the glass, and they're these, winning games. Uh, all these multi-steal and multi-block games, forty-seven percent. Do I smell glue guy? Do I smell a glue guy, Finley? <laughs> Gatto. Oh, Gatto's guards or Gatto's glue guys? It's a huge new one. I think that's um, a glue guy right there. He's better than one of your foolish glue guys. He's a star. He's a key part. He's a, a key. <laughs> he's not. He's not a star, but he's. He's a. I think he's a good player, an extremely good player, extremely important, and he needs some. He needs some national respect. That's all I have to say. B Rex. Here comes B Rex with eighteen more big boys. <laughs> we're not done yet. Dude. It's all sad. We're, dude. Yeah, yeah. We're we're doing we're doing three teams and we're each having a sub per team. So that's how it's gonna go. But, <laughs> no, listen, if you guys want me to end here, I have no problem doing that because this is a big time day. Well, who, okay. are your, who are your yeah, just name them. Let's just let's see this one. Now we're curious now we're curious. So. Yeah, I know. Give My... me give me Joel Soriano. Who's Okay. Been... Parting the Red Sea as Moses did for the St. John's Red Storm. Okay. <laughs> SJU is in a tailspin currently, having <laughs> lost five in a row. <laughs> B-Rex, B-Rex just loves picking dudes from just teams that are just terrible at this time. <laughs> listen, okay. Listen, listen, okay. He is a baller. SJU is in a tailspin currently having lost five in a row before tonight, where they got back in the win column, and Soriano had 20 and 10. Oh, there we go. Nevertheless, 10 of 13 from the field. Soriano has been nothing short of a revelation, even when they had the dry spell. 
the reality is he tallies 16 and 12 per game, scoring in double figures in eight straight and rebounding in double figures in seven of those eight. Man, I love it. The Red Sea parted by the Red Storm. All right, where's the next guy from? Stanford? Uh, <laughs> South Carolina? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Soriano. To, to give B-Rec credit, Soriano is, is a really good player. Yeah. 16 and 12, and he's like yeah. one of the best offensive rebounds in the country. I think b just looks at people averaging double-doubles and just, just loses his mind. Oscar Shibway, <laughs> Soriano, Edie. Basically, yeah. True that to is, me. That is what happened. But, All uh, right, let's 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 see the next one. Okay, and like, listen, okay, I don't need to give a full kind of, you know, uh, rundown of this guy or the sure. next three for that matter, but I'll, I'll <laughs> list him. Uh, okay. My sixth man on this team is Umar Bala from Arizona. Uh, okay. 16.8 and 8. And 8.9, I think that he opens the floor for Kreisa, Ramey, and Tubelis, who Kirk can all shoot the rock. And, he shouldn't uh, open the floor for Kirk Risha, but continue. True. Continue. I, like, I, I don't disagree, but nevertheless, that is what happens. Uh, and listen, he's, he's kind of a placeholder, does the little things right, and uh, deserves an honorable mention. So there you have it. Uh, another honorable mention that – after tonight, I just could not leave out, was Stephen Crow for the Wisconsin Badgers, uh, who just carded 15 of his game-high 19 in the second half against Michigan State. He wow. contributes to 12.5 and 7 boards against opponents, and over the last four games, he's gone 25, 17, 20, and 19. And then uh, to round out my list, I'm going to go with uh, Kyle Filipkowski as well for Duke. The only reason I round him out uh, or round this list out with Filipkowski is that Duke is 2-2 two and two over their last four. But he's been at 14-9 and nine for the year and had 15-9 and nine against Boston College. So that's what it is. But... I love the crowd pick. That's a good one. I just figured, hey, really well. he, he should Where's be the Soko? Yeah, not going to happen. <laughs> not not going to happen, Jack. It's against the integrity of the of the B-Rex big boys. Dude, anybody who's soft and anybody who's <laughs> Oh, yeah, he, soft... won. He's, he won. He's a winner. That's right. <laughs> no, 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 no. Hear, hear my rationale. Hear my rationale. Anybody who is soft enough to get elbowed in the eye and have to stitch it up will not make this list. <laughs> Oh and, by the, oh, and by the way, I have class sitting right behind Sissoko in seven and a half hours. Wow. So, yeah. That's huge. There you go. It's going to be legit. It's going to be legit. I'll ask uh, him about why he was left off of the Rex big guy list. <laughs> <laughs> Just walk up to him and say, so what, what, what are your thoughts on not making the B-Rex big boys list? <laughs> I, I, think, I think he'll be distraught. I think, Dude, so I, I think he might give you an elbow to the eye. <laughs> and then you tell him that Joel Soriano and Oscar Shibway made it despite losing basically all their games lately. Uh, and then on that, I think it's time to end. Anything else you guys got to add? Uh, big road games this week for us. For you guys, yeah. We'll see how good Arizona State is this week. Well, and you, I'm saying. And you, so. Oh yeah, at UCLA, at USC. I'm not. I'm not feeling unbelievably confident. We'll see though. Make it happen. see. I'll, I'll try. Yeah. Give him some words of encouragement. All right. Once again, 
Thanks for listening to Consider a CV Geniuses podcast. I'm Finley Dunn. I'm Jack Addo. And I'm B. Wright. Our precious guest. Thank you. <laughs>